welcome to another edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Mesinter, and we've got a packed one today. I'm going to break down the Ravens-Titans game. Then in about six to seven minutes, I'll preview the Ravens-Saints matchup. I'll tell you what an incredible feat Drew Brees is trying to accomplish as the Saints come out of a bye and the Ravens finish their three-game road trip as they're back home in Evans Bank Stadium. We'll then go through the AFC North. That's in about 11 minutes. We'll do NFL headline in about 13 minutes, and sometime today, I will tell you a stat that will blow your mind. All coming up, and more, on Sports with Yosef. So the Ravens, they came out of a Browns game where a lot of their key problems showed. Michael Crabtree couldn't hang on to the football. The Ravens did not have good protection on special teams. Flacco was prone to the interception. They were unable to get points. There was a lot of fumbles. Everything that has been an issue came out against the Browns. Well, the Ravens went to Tennessee, and they made a really, just a big statement. They fixed almost every one of those problems. Michael Crabtree, believe it or not, can catch a football. He had six catches for 93 yards. It's a 15.5 average with a long of 27 and a beautiful touchdown reception on a back shoulder fade. That was a really nice catch by Crabtree. And he looks like he might have put it together. And I think he just kind of got it. Hey, you're not getting it. He said it himself. I lost the game for us. Well, he did not lose the game for the Ravens. In fact, he might have won it as the Ravens did a great job on offense in the 21-0 shutout against the Titans. There were some issues on special teams, both with fumbles and protection. The Ravens didn't have any protection issues. There was plenty of time for the extra points and for Cook to punt it, which fortunately for the Ravens, he really didn't have to do all that much. But the Ravens, they waived Tim White and they claimed the cornerback slash return specialist Cyrus Jones from New England off waivers. And for those of you who remember, back in the 2016 season, when the Ravens were in New England and Cyrus Jones fumbled to um, returns, which got the Ravens back into that game. That's really my only memory of Cyrus Jones. He's, he's got very good speed, good, decent hands, except for those fumbles. And he's going to be a good addition to the special teams. He's got a bit of a jolt. He can play cornerback, so the Ravens will have another guy there, which will be very nice to see. And he did a great job against Tennessee. Didn't fumble anything, had some good returns. And it looks like the Ravens might have just found a returner. We'll find out. Time will tell. But a very good sign on a, what was a very wet day in Tennessee. He was really able to hold on to the football and did a really good job there. On offense, Alex Lewis is back after a scare. He was carted off the field taken to Vanderbilt Hospital. After he went down, Orlando Brown and Bradley Bozeman filled in for him very well. Really more Bradley Bozeman than Brown. But he is back with the Ravens. It was a precautionary measure to take him to the hospital. And he's back, and it this Ravens team, which really has, fortunately, not had any real injuries this year, looking to keep it that way and just keep on rolling down the stretch. The Ravens, well, their running game had been struggling a little bit. Well, they really did a good job this week. At least they did a good job of trying to run the football. Alex Collins, 19 attempts, 54 yards. That's a 2.8 average. That's not good. He did have a long for 13, which was a touchdown. He, he had over on the day two touchdowns. Buck Allen had one rushing attempt for a yard, but he had three receptions out of the backfield for 18 yards. 
with a long of 11. And then the Ravens brought someone up from the practice squad, Gus Edwards. The guy who in training camp in the preseason was flashing it. Well, he had 10 attempts for 42 yards. That's a 4.2 average, a long of 11. He had no touchdowns. And the Ravens, well, they found Alex Collins off the practice squad last year. They might have found another running back in Gus Edwards. On the year for the Ravens, Alex Collins has 76 attempts for 3.6 average, 271 yards. Buck Allen, 35 attempts, 2.8 average. Lamar Jackson is third with 17 attempts, 94 yards. That's a five and a half average, long 22. And we knew Lamar Jackson would be running the football. Incredibly enough, number four on the Ravens' rushing list, well, it's number five, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, 16 attempts. For, he's got 16 yards, an average of one there. And Flacco is not expected to run the football. And then you've got guys like Edwards, Lance, Turner, Kenneth Dixon, and other guys who have run the football for the Ravens. But this Ravens atta rushing attack, they did a much better job. It was like 30 rushing attempts, which is a very good sign when you're doing that. And very good to see. The Ravens on defense. Well, boy, did they take it to the tight ends. The Ravens, it was a sack world. There was only one word to describe the Ravens' defense. Domination. The Ravens, the players who had sacks, Darius Smith, three, Anwasu, two, Tony Jefferson, one, Chris Wormley, Matthew Judon, Terrell Suggs, Kenny Young, all had one. There was only one turnover in the game. That was thrown by Joe Flacco. Here is a crazy stat, though. The Ravens had more sacks than Marcus Mariota had completions. They had 11 sacks, which set a franchise record, one off from tying the NFL record, and they sacked Marcus Mariota more times than he completed a pass. That's a pretty good Ravens defense against a, a middle-of-the-pack Titans offense. Let's take a look at the Ravens-Saints matchup. Coming into this, the Saints, they're coming out of their bye, which is when you expect it to be at your strongest. The Ravens, they've just gone on a three-game road trip. Two of them against division rivals. They beat the Steelers, lost to the Browns, beat the Titans. A pretty good road trip for the Ravens. And Drew Brees, though, in his last game two weeks ago, well, he set an NFL all-time record for the most passing yards. The most passing yards in NFL history. It's Drew Brees. And this is a very good Saints offense. The number three overall offense. Points per game, they're first with an average of 36. Third in yards per game with 320.8. They have not thrown an interception. Jubies has not thrown an interception. That's incredible. Five games, no picks. He's playing at another MVP level. He's first in completion percentage. He's first in completion percentage almost all time, I want to say. He's got like a 70-something completion percentage. He's really incredible how he just, just uses this short part of the field and makes it add up. The Saints have only given up eight sacks. As the Ravens come in defensively, well, they're the number one defense in the NFL. You've only given up 12.8 points per game. That's number one. Yards per game, 270.8. That's first. Yards per play, that's first in 4.4. They've yet to give up a second half or overtime touchdown. This is a really good Ravens defense going up a, against a really good Saints offense. It should be really interesting. But on the other side of the ball, well, the Ravens offense, it's not too bad. The Ravens have the number nine overall offense. 12th in points per game with 25.5. Yards per game, they're ninth, 293.8. They have thrown four picks, given up 12 sacks. That's got to get better. Although the Ravens did not give up a sack against the Titans. The Saints, their defense, well, from a year ago, has definitely taken a step back. 18th overall defense, 28 points per game given up. That's 26th in the league. 
18th in yards per game, giving up 369 yards, 6.1 yards per play, that's 27th. And so when you're really looking at this, you're seeing a very dominant Ravens defense, a very dominant Ravens, if you see a very dominant Ravens defense, a very, a very dynamic Saints offense, a top 10 Ravens offense, and a Saints defense that has really struggled. Should be really interesting just to see how it goes. And Drew Brees. Well, he's trying to accomplish an incredible feat against the Ravens. Drew Brees, he's played every team in the NFL. He's 39, a longtime veteran, one of the best passers in the NFL. Well, he's beaten every team in the NFL, except one, the Ravens. Drew Brees, he's 0-4 in the regular season matchups against the Ravens. And he tried to beat this record multiple times. He tried to beat it four years ago, 2014, in New Orleans. He wasn't able to do it there. This will definitely play a part in the game. The Saints, they're not going to be playing in great conditions in Baltimore. It's going to be cold. It's not going to be fake turf. It's going to be real turf, and that's going to be a lot harder for the Saints who are coming from in Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which is indoor, climate-controlled, and artificial turf. It's a very different environment, and it's going to be against a top-of-the-line Ravens defense with a crowd that's not seen them for three games. It's going to be a very tough environment for the Saints, and I don't think they can do it. In fact, I think the Ravens, they're going to beat the Saints. I think it's going to be a good game. I think it'll be 27-13. And actually, I'm actually looking at this guys right now as I said that. Now, I was just said that. I was just thinking, that actually would fit perfectly. The Saints have given up 28 points per game. The Ravens have given up 12.8 on average. The Ravens offense, they're scoring about 25.5. Well, the Saints are scoring 36. That's, that doesn't fit, but I think the Ravens are going to hand it to the Saints at home. It'll definitely be a good game. I think it's going to be one of the better matchups in the NFL, but I think a late touchdown will cap it. And watch out for John Brown. He's not had a big game for a while. Watch him tear up that same secondary. Let's take a look at the AFC North. Well... The big news in the AFC North, besides the Ravens and their incredible game against the Titans, well, it was the Steelers-Bengals in Cincinnati. The Steelers were losing with time ticking last minute of the fourth quarter. Roethlisberger to Brown on the shallow in quick slant, and he just went all the way right up the middle for a touchdown. And it was a questionable play. Because the Steelers, they had a pick going on in that play where the wide receiver next to Antonio Brown was blocking before the ball was thrown and he kind of got Antonio Brown open. But that's a huge win if you're a Ravens fan for the Steelers. Because while the Steelers are 3-2-1, but the Bengals, they're 4-2. If they go on to 5-1, that's going to be really tough to come back. And just remember... The Bengals are playing the Chiefs Sunday night, and I think the Bengals will lose that game. They could go to 4-3, and three, and I think the Ravens will win and take control of the AFC North this week. This could be a really good week for the Ravens. The Steelers, they're in their bye. And the reports were that Le'Veon Bell might return during the bye week. And now there are a couple of different reports. He has not returned in the bye week. He could return 
next week on Monday when the Steelers get ready for their next game, or he could wait till November. So that he cannot be traded. I don't know why he would do that. I'm not even sure at all what's happening. He could also wait till week 11. So the last possible moment before signing. It's a very interesting situation in Pittsburgh, and it's definitely helping the Ravens with every game Le'Veon Bell doesn't play. The Browns, they lost big to the Chargers. The offense struggled. The defense will give up a monster game to Melvin Gordon and the Chargers offense. And I had thought that this Browns team was a little overrated. Baker Mayfield, I don't see that much in him. I mean, he's a good player. He is. I think he reads the defense well. He's very mobile. He's good at maneuvering in the pocket. But he's got ridiculously good team. He's got the number two running game. He's got some really good wide receivers. And I think that's definitely contributing to his success. And I don't think he is actually the answer in Cleveland. And I think it could take a while for Cleveland and their fans to realize that. We shall see, though, how that will end up. Let's go to NFL headlines. And in a very exciting matchup, as we had another overtime game, we've had one in every week of the NFL season so far. The Dolphins, in overtime, they beat the Bears. The Bears were about to win. They were at the goal line, and they fumbled the ball. So trying to win it for the go-ahead touchdown in overtime. The Dolphins recovered, marched down the field, kicked a game-winning field goal to set the Bears and Mar Mike Trubisky back a step. That was a huge win to keep pace with the Patriots if you're the Dolphins. And the Patriots, they beat the Chiefs as the Chiefs blew the win. That was a really good game. And here's how they blew the win. It was a, it was a goal line situation. The Chiefs, they had a sack. And the guy was coming at Brady from behind. And Brady was holding onto the ball, and it looked like he was trying to throw, and then he he tucked it. And this Chiefs player, he didn't realize that he tucked it. He, he thought Brady threw it, so he let go because he didn't want a flag, which was smart. And Brady walked or walked in for the touchdown to take a hit on the play. Very happy with the result. Celebration was fun to watch there. It's Tom Brady, a rushing touchdown to beat the Chiefs. Watch the Chiefs come back here. The Chiefs, they're, they're a human team. They're not made out of aliens. Mahomes is human, as Bill Belichick and the Patriots' defense showed the world. But it's still a very good team and a real contender for the Super Bowl in the AFC. And to another contender for the Super Bowl, this time in the NFC, the Rams, they stay undefeated. They beat the Broncos 23-20. Aaron Rodgers, he worked his magic again to beat the 49ers 33-30 as the Packers, they head into their bye. Dallas blows out the Jacksonville as the Jags defense disappears as the Jags fall to 3-3. And Josh Allen is out with arm problems for the Bills. Nathan and Peterman came in, and I'm going to say something that will astound you. He looked good. He was reading the defense well. He was marching the Bills down the field. And I kind of saw what the Bills coaching staff was talking about when they saw his poise and just how he plays the game and why they started him in the opening day against the Ravens. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sports with Yosef. I'm Yosef Macinter. I'll see you next time.